and welcome back to season two of the Extra Innings podcast. We're back. Baseball is back. And guess who also is back? Lucas Reyes and Evan Brown. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Doing great, actually. Very good. Very good. Now that we have something to talk about, finally, other than the politics of baseball. Yeah, this that CBA stuff was by far like... I don't know, that, that, like, that whole situation, the way that Manfred handled it, that was just an absolute disaster. And I was so scared that we weren't going to get a season this year, especially with all the hype around the Blue Jays and everything like that. I was terrified, but I'm so happy that we finally got it resolved. And it took some time, been... too. 99 yeah, days. My goodness. Never been more scared for a season before. Like the mm. fact that it couldn't have happened, like it might not have happened, and like not knowing what's going on either, because like everything was so complicated, and I couldn't keep track of it. And I don't, I don't think you guys kept track. I don't know how well you guys kept track of it, but right. I certainly could not follow it all that well. That's what Lucas's CDA article is for on the Intermission Sports. If you're confused mm-hmm. about that, make sure you check it out. Coming out, checking out. So he doesn't nice cover it at all. He does a nice breakdown of all the CBA. Helps helps it helps you understand it if you're dumb like me. It helps you understand it a lot better. So here you go. Go to Intermission Sports, check out my article, and you're gonna understand everything that's going down with the new CBA and how it's gonna impact the game and the players. And if you still don't understand after that, I don't fucking know what to tell you. But yeah, I don't know. I think we're just grateful that we're at this point where we can start talking about trades that have been going on. We can be looking forward to everything. We're seeing pictures of players in training camp. That is one thing I was looking forward to. Opening it up yesterday, I saw Kevin Gosman on the Blue Jays account throwing pitches for the first time. And we're, we're seeing Vlad oh. and Bo go deep on batting oh. practice against oh you know, Barrios and Romano. That was pretty sick to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels nice to just see Bo, like to see Vlad just hit 480 foot, just absolute piss missiles out of the stadium. Can't wait till he hits like 70 of those this season. It's happening. Book it. And and you see Kikuchi looking really good. Oh man. Yeah. How about uh we so recently uh there was some World Series odds put out since we all are Jays fans. Believe it or not, the Jays fans have or not the Jays fans, the Toronto Blue Jays. (laughs) The Toronto Blue Jays have the second best World Series odds at this moment, right behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. Are you guys shocked at that a bit? No. If anything, it's time they put respect on our name because people don't understand just how good this team. I know people like to talk about the race. I know people like to talk about the Yankees. I know people like to talk about the White Sox, and they all deserve their talk. Not the Yankees, but everything else, they deserve their talk. They deserve their flowers. But how about a team with a rotation where your worst guy is Yusei Kikuchi, who's not even a bad pitcher at all. Uh, You have a bullpen that looks restored. He's, he was an all-star. I know he had a pretty shitty second half, but whatever, man. Like, nobody's perfect. And as a fifth starter, that's a gamble you take, especially when you have Pete Walker mending that. You have a bullpen that, I mean, could use a little more padding and work, but honestly, it doesn't look bad. If this bullpen could stay relatively healthy, because last year that wasn't the case, who knows? Maybe this bullpen could be one of the top ten in the league. I think it's certainly possible. And I don't even think I have to talk about the lineup. So... I'm not surprised at all. I think finally people are starting to really understand just how good this team is. And once, if we get a player of a, some kind of high caliber, whether it be Freeman or Schwarber or whoever, I think people are really going to start to understand what people are talking about with that. 
Well, and yeah, I, think, I think it's very accurate that they have the Jays in that position. I think they're like almost even underrated in a sense that like I know everybody's talking about how they want to add to their bullpen, but I think the bullpen surprisingly looks pretty solid going like depth wise it's much better than we had last year that's for sure and like if you have probably Barucky back there Simber Yimmy Garcia who every everybody forgets we signed um probably gonna have Mesa back there again Ew. probably Pearson Trevor Richards like even Ross Stripling like there's so many names back there that people forget about and Yimmy Garcia that we already bolstered a bullpen in that sense and I think we got so many guys like because not even on the active roster is like Saucedo. I don't think Stripling Stripling has a chance he might not make the opening day roster. Trent Thornton, uh, Kay Hatch. Like there's so many guys on this team. Anthony Castro even. Like there's so many guys who showed flashes last year that I think Pete Walker's done. David Phelps. David Phelps too. And now we just signed Andrew Vasquez. Those aren't like blow your head off kind of pitchers, but those are good. This is yeah, this is a deep bullpen. I mean it's not the best. It's not like a White Sox caliber bullpen. But man, with the rest of the way the team is constructed, like, is that really like you kind of that's all you need? Like, there's going to be a lot of games that Jays play where we're going to be up like 6 1, 7 2, 8 nothing. Like, I don't know. But, and one thing that I kind of want to briefly chip in is that we're not going to have tiebreaker games anymore. So now that I think it's fun to mention that tiebreakers are based off run differential. And what favors the Jays more than run difference? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I think one addition to the bullpen that everybody's forgetting about that, you know, is really what's going to push us over the edge. The man, the myth, the legend is back in town on a minor league deal. Joe freaking Biagini is back with the Jays. That's the that's the World Series winner right there. That's, that's our MVP. That's the guy. That's the guy who got the high five from Jimmy Fallon. That guy. Literally, literally. And like his first thing he said to Hazel May is like, it's good that uh, all the Canadian I learned won't go to waste. Like that just shows <laughs> how, uh, like this guy is hilarious uh-huh. and he's weird and he's perfect. It's like if Kawasaki came back, which I think all Jays fans would love. It, it's just, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I feel like signing B.A. Genie is a bit of fan service, but I'm honestly happy they did it. And who knows, maybe... He can regain his form that he once had. I hope he does. I would love to see the Genie be getting Walker worker magic. Please do. But speaking speaking of the Jays right now, we talked about this a bit, but right now there's a lot of sweepstakes. One of the biggest names, obviously, Freddie Freeman. Pretty much the entire AL East is being linked to him, which is sick. I love that. Plus the Dodgers as well, which is sick. I love that. And honestly... What, like, who do you, where do you think Freddie's going to sign? Right now, it's really up in the air. I, I honestly don't know if he'll be a J. I don't know, like, right now, I'm kind of leaning towards, like, the Yankees, to be honest, because I just feel like the Yankees will just throw a stupid amount of money on a stupid contract because they just love doing stupid stuff like that. Will they, though? I don't know. Like, something about the Yankees so. seems different this year. Like, they usually like to get these deals done pretty quickly, and they haven't done anything. I know they're still in on Freeman, and it's a very possibility, very big possibility he goes there. So who knows? But it's hard to gauge. I mean, Carlos Baerga basically just got everyone's feathers ruffled yesterday when he posted saying that he was going to be a J with this nice little graphic with the fire all over it and everything. I said, oh, my God, Carlos, you beautiful fucking bastard. And now I don't know if you guys saw this, 
but he went on live last night, like after, sometime after he posted that. And it seemed like he kind of backtracked a little bit. I don't know. But, you know, I noticed he was talking about things and I overheard and I heard him at one point be like, yeah, the Jays have like a 75% chance of getting him. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's still really high. But a 75% chance. I don't know what the hell to think anymore, though, because I'm like, what about Vladdy liking the post? What about Guriel commenting on that post? Like, what the hell is happening? I wanted to say he was going to be a J, but now I don't even know. So that's an interesting like thing to think about here. What do you guys think about that whole Carlos Bayerga situation? It's so unique. Like, we've never like we've never seen this like half reputable of a source break something like this and then backtrack like because he's broken jay's news in the past he's clearly got an inside source he announced the barrios extension before it happened he announced Semyon when we signed him and he announced oh what was the other one i saw Jimmy garcia um Jimmy garcia and so he's clearly in the know he's got inside information so when he posts that i'm like oh my gosh this is really happening as john Morosi and Heyman and rosenthal are all saying oh yeah by the way the red sox are now in this um just you know add some fun to the mix um and like it's but now seeing like you said lucas his backtrack i didn't get a chance to see the live stream but i know that there was some interesting outtakes from it from what i heard and like it's such an interesting situation and i heard even ross atkins had a press conference this afternoon and he was saying how like they want they're they'd be he'd be shocked if they don't add another infielder which pretty much just confirms that they're going to try to get either Chapman or Ramirez or Freeman or somebody to at least be a lefty lefty off the bench or starting or whoever. And he was also saying that Vlad has been uh, willing to move over to third. I don't know if I wanna... Which I thought was very interesting. I don't, I don't know if I want to – like, I feel like Vlad will be better in the hot corner than he was, you know – in his first couple yes. seasons, but yes. I, I really Steve liked him Vlad. at first base. I really liked him at first base a lot. And I get it. I get like, he does have a cannon arm. And when we use him at first, we don't really get to utilize it that much. But like, I, I, well, when he, I was, I did some thinking today, right? Like say, say you wanted to get a bit crazy. Say you do end up signing Freeman, but then you also, I don't know, let's say go out and get a third baseman, which wouldn't make much sense but say that happens so we get i wonder because i wonder if you move freddie freeman who is a very defensively sound guy gold glove winner would it be that hard to move him over to second base i don't know about second but maybe third he's played some third before he could he has but would it be that hard to move him? Like, because second base, while an intricate position, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it because, like, I, I know, I mean, I that's moved like, and played a little like bit. That's like an MLB the show when you play your players out of position. That's yeah. Like... <laughs> that's kind of, I, I was like testing it. I was like, yeah, maybe, but like, it definitely would be like 
a negative for him. Maybe we can have like a little prank game where we play all our players in like different positions. So we can have like Teoscar Hernandez at the hot corner. We can have like Kevin Gosman in center field. Our starting pitcher can be like Espinal. Like, and I think that'd be a great show for the fans. Espinal did pitch last year. This is true. Exactly. He's, he's got a he's got a he's got an inning under his belt. <laughs> or the one the one the one post I saw that suggested Vladdy should. Uh, become a full-time DH and also learn how to pitch so he can catch up to Otani in the MVP race, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Just um, like, if we realistically <laughs> think about it, Otani, there's no reason if he has seasons like this every year, there's literally no reason why he won't win the MVP every single year. Like it's actually impossible. And it sucks, but it's true. Like, he just like it's is, so true. Unless Vlad wins triple crown. Unless Vlad wins triple crown, it would be hard to give it not not give it to him. But like I think only two guys have done in the modern era of the MLB. Exactly. Vladdy almost did it last tough. year. Like I'm not saying he can't do it. He can clearly do it. But like fuck, like it's a lot of a lot of like you have to be like the best player and well obviously you have to be the best player in the world. But you have to be playing like otherworldly to like win the MVP now. Well, while we're on the topic of the Jays, I know um, there's another name that's been strongly linked to the Jays, and it sounds like we're the front runner to land him, which is outfield slash DH Kyle Schwarber. Schwarbombs. I, I would, Schwarbombs. I would low-key love this signing if we get him on like a three- or four-year deal, 20 mil per year, something like that. You DH him, and sometimes he can also low-key – well, he can play. He played in the outfield a bit, but he can also low key if we ever need him for some reason. Even though he's not catch. behind the plate, he can play catcher every once in a while too. Like Our if we third ever, catcher. If we ever need to, you know, give Kirk or that bum Jansen a break, fuck Jansen. No, we're not getting into I, your I, Jansen I'm, hate on I'm this sick, podcast. No, I'm sticking by Jansen. I'm sorry. He's sick. I hate him. I will always hate him. I don't care. We're not getting <laughs> into your Jansen the next hate year. on this podcast. No, we're I not. I told you, Jansen, I hate him. I don't care. Doesn't matter I know you do, but it doesn't matter he's <laughs> because he's not. He's, he's a bum. I don't want to hear He's our catcher. He's a good He's going to be a part oh, of this Moreno's going to be our catcher. Not Jansen. Yeah. Okay, not this year, but Jansen, for now, let him catch Ryu and let him catch probably Kikuchi. Let Kirk handle the rest of the games, and then we'll be in business. This team will be sick, Thomas. I'm sorry. You're going to see Danny yeah. Jansen hit 300. Every, he's going to have a 400 on base. He's going to have a 700 slugging percentage. And he's going to look in the camera after every interview and say, Thomas, I fucking hate you. Yeah, and I'm going to bang every supermodel. <laughs> of that have, happening. <laughs> but even, even, if, even if Danny Jansen is your worst hitter in a lineup, like his dumbass 190 batting average, his stupid glass. Hey. Like but I don't, even, the, I don't, don't knock the glasses. glasses. I just hate his glasses. I don't know why. Don't knock the glasses. And also don't disrespect the man who loves hitting against the Yankees and no one else. <laughs> like he's good to play at Yankee Stadium. Um, and that's all we need him for. And he knows how to play defense on catcher. That's the that's all we need. And it's fine if he hits 200. If he as long as he's over the Mendoza line, I'll be satisfied with his season. That's all we'll I be want. over the Mendoza line, Tom. We're gonna call the I can find soon enough. I swear to God, they will. <laughs> I'm gonna say, hey, you know what? Jansen line now. I don't care. It's not the Mendoza line anymore. It's a Jansen. It's a Jansen. Line. It's, a it's, Jansen line. <laughs> it's the Jansen. Oh my line. God. Anyways, line. Ba- back to Schwarber. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the lefty bat of Schwarber is exactly what the Jays have been looking for this entire offseason. 
And I mean, he fits right in with the lineup. He's got immense power, obviously not like in the prime of his career, but still can mash the baseball when he has to. He's a lot the best more hitter like he's ever been. The best season of his career last year. That's why. I don't know if he, really? yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you might like people might like who aren't paying enough attention to Kyle Schwarber. They might see him and be like, "Oh, he's probably just a guy who's good for nothing but hitting nukes." And it's like, well, that was true for most of his career until this year. He had like a three seventy on base. He was elite at getting on base. He mashed. He had an OPS above nine hundred. He was sick. And like bringing that to the table, no matter how you cut it, like that is an elite hitter. That's left-handed. I know if we don't get Freddie Freeman, it'll suck, especially given like. The little tease like we got from Mr. Bayerga. But yeah, but if the hype dies down and in return we end up with Kyle Schwarber, I won't really be mad. I mean, I think about him like we save money, we can do other things at this point, and we still get an elite left-handed hitter. Like, I like whatever. I feel like the Jays have to get at least one of these guys. They have to. They have they to. Have to. They do. They have all the well, money to spend. They can't come empty-handed. They just can't. Say say they don't. There still is Chapman, there still is Ramirez, which I think even if, if like you if you don't end up with Schwarber like on the ace, yes, yes, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, yeah. I forgot his first name. Which if you can even if you get either if you if you don't get either free agent and get one of those guys, oh, I, I still think that's the piece you're missing. Like Joram would be perfect as a switch hitting bat. Like it would be perfect. He, Matt Chapman is so underrated. He's such a he has such a sick glove. He's on a mm. great contract for the next like three years. I think he's getting paid nine million a year for the next three years. That's it. Something like that. Like, Matt Chapman's interesting because he, you he might look at his, no- he had a down so. offensive year, but man, he hits the ball hard. And if he can get his shit together, and like, it's like when you're surrounded by great hitters, it sometimes helps you hit better too. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. If, you know, he's surrounded by all these great hitters in our lineup, if, you know, mm-hmm. we end up getting him, like, he's, he starts, you know, like, turning it up. He just needs to stop striking out so much because he hits the ball really freaking hard. He walks a shit ton. He just strikes out way too much. And it was way more than ever, like, this year. I don't know why. I really can't tell you why he struck out so much. I don't know if that's going to be a repeat performance. But if he does it, like, this is the old Matt Chapman plus his disgusting glove. And I, I don't know, like, yeah, like, if we don't get Ramirez, if we don't get Freddie Freeman, I guess the only thing that would suck was giving up prospects, but, like, whatever, man. Like, for Matt Chapman, we're not going to have to give up Gabby Moreno. We got Moreno plenty of those. Like that. We got plenty of those. Exactly. Things. If yeah, it means we make it. I mind giving up Groshans if we had to get Chapman. Some yeah, people, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, like I agree. Groshans would be, even though he's kind of tailed off a bit, that would be a decent deal. Like, we'd probably have to give up a bit more, to be honest. Groshans. We would have well, to give think... a little more. What's Look, interesting about Chapman is that, like, it could be shades of not. I'm not saying he's ever going to be MVP Donaldson. He's not going to be MVP Donaldson, but it would be shades of that in the sense that you're getting a guy who is solid glove on third that is probably going to be middle of your order. Maybe, I mean, with this order, you never know where he's going to fit in. To be honest, but it's shades of maybe even post MVP Donaldson, where he's still just a solid bat and around other amazing bats and is going to be solid like gold glove caliber at third yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of donaldson fuck the yankees fuck them <laughs> fuck the yankees i have to Which see donaldson's opinion as well josh donaldson in those stupid pinstripes probably have a fucking career year playing those little short like those short fences and shit 
probably hitting six in that lineup. Like, oh, it pisses me off because JD was, you know, like, like a lot of people who, you know, like I didn't start watching baseball in 2015, but like once 2015 came around, JD was my favorite player. He's still one of my favorite players in the league. And it, uh, it hurts knowing we're going to have to play a, him. It took two days, guys, for his profile picture to already be updated. There we go. <laughs> There's our boy. Oh, if you can't, oh, you can't see what's going on. disgusting. Yeah. We're looking at it. man. Holy shit. Um, Josh Donaldson to the Yankees, uh, along with Isaiah Kiner for left Falafel. Not happy to see him there. Falafel. But at the end of the day, Falafel, correct. Sorry, Mr. Falafel. Um, okay. I don't know how to feel about this from a Yankees perspective because it's just like – this seems like a panic buy. To those that don't know, the Yankees uh, ate up all of Josh Donaldson's contract every last fucking cent. So I don't know how that's going to Gary Sanchez and Urshela. He's getting yeah. paid like $26 million a year for the next two or three years, something like that. He's just coming off a down year. As a baseball fan, I don't really get the trade. And they get Urshela too, right? Yep. Urshela and Gary Sanchez. Their literal mm. starting catcher and starting shortstop. And Urshela's <laughs> not bad. Urshela's good. No, he had a down good. year, but he's still a good year. He's still a good player. Um, here's the thing. They get a direct upgrade in Josh Donaldson. I agree with that. I mean, there aren't too many hitters better than Josh Donaldson. I think people still forget how good of a hitter he is. He just doesn't really, he's not the same defender he was. Not really a good base runner. But yo, he mashes. The Yankees knew what they were getting out of him. They got him. Not bad. I don't know though. Like I just don't – I just can't be convinced that this team has done enough to prove that they're better than the Rays or the Jays. They're, they just have it. Like, and Higashioka uh, is your starting catcher going forward. Are we he's, sure he's, that's going to be good? Like, like I think there's, there's better options. And, I mean, Gary Sanchez, to be fair, also was not the person I trusted for a full 162-game season. But at least the tandem of Sanchez and Higashioka could have got them at least somewhere. But for now yeah. – I don't think Higashioka is their main point going forward. Plus, I think, like, let's be realistic here. Donaldson and Garrett Cole have had major beef from last year and the spider tack situation. Do we think Donaldson even wants to stick around with the Yankees? Like, what are the odds of him requesting a trade out? I don't don't think it will happen. I I I can't see that happening unless the Yankees somehow like spiral out and just die and I don't mean spiral out as in only win 88 games I mean just they suck straight up I don't think that's gonna happen I think that's what it would take it would be tough to see but like if it really gets heated between him and like you can't you're telling me like Garrett Cole doesn't have at least a little bit of fire in him still from that you're telling me that the locker room chemistry is gonna be perfect and I mean to be fair the Yankees have had some questionable locker room chemistry in past years, Garrett, but Garrett Cole hates a lot of people. He's not a nice yes, guy. Yes, he does. He is. No, he's not. He is. A, he is not a nice guy. Let's just put no, that he's not. Right now. Neither is Brett Gardner. Screw <laughs> Brett Gardner. Um, Yankees are really turning into a team of villains now. They really like they already kind of were, but now they're get, like they're, actually assembling the villains of the MLB. They're, they're finding they're finding the players to match their branding. That's what they're doing. <laughs> They're turning into the Suicide Squad. You got every yep. like villain in the M- MLB on one team working together. You got <laughs> even the even they hate each other. You got pitchers who hate Donaldson from last year. You got Donaldson who hates the pitchers. Like, and you put them in the same room and you just expect them to work. Like, 
I will say and something just though. Just DJ LeMahieu in the corner. I'm just Quiet. looking. <laughs> he's just, he hasn't set a peep. He's just there with his fucking glasses. I'll play first face. Thank you very much. I'll play whatever go. you guys want. Oh, you guys yeah. missed my three thirty batting average. Well, I'm sorry. Here's my seven ninety OPS. Just gonna waste OPS. my career here. You know? <laughs> Enjoy my seven ninety OPS from here on. <laughs> Enjoy my Josh Donaldson. Cash you guys gave me. <laughs> Literally, thank God we didn't get him. Um, I'm just okay. realizing that Josh Donaldson has an at an exit uh, average exit velocity last year in the 99th percentile. He's up there with Vladdy, apparently close at least. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't. Know. I knew he hit the. Yeah, I knew he still mashed. I didn't think it was like that though. All right, Josh Donaldson, still a great player. Uh, Yankees. We'll see what happens with them. I think to observe what happens with them, we'll give it a few months and we'll see how what's going on. I think they'll be a good team, but they still they need to do more if they want to be in the in the conversation with Toronto and Tampa. As of right now, as good as a team they have, it's not good enough. We'll and see I, what goes on. I don't know how the Twins got out of signing that terrible contract with him, and like they actually benefited so much from that too. As for the well, yeah, that's a dub. I just don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're can doing. We, can we? I was gonna say, can we talk about the Twins? But first of all, before we talk about the Twins, can we get like one? last buck martinez josh donaldson from our resident impersonator lucas lucas reyes i love his impression so much we need right. one more last josh donaldson before he goes to the enemy for good all right this is we're going back to like 2015 16 josh donaldson's in the prime of his career Walk off home run against the rays oh yeah legendary well josh donaldson has after played in a tied four form brown game in the bottom of the ninth it's the pit swing and a drive. The ball is gone. And they walked it off. Josh Donaldson and the Toronto Blue Jays moved to 90 wins and closing out the season. Man, that was kind of off, actually. I don't think that was – I got the full grasp. It was, but... it was, it was still beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was still beautiful. amazing. That's what it you is. You know what? I, I, I forgot his – oh. Swing Blame and the drive. lockout. Get up, get up, and gone. Blame the oh, lockout. You'll get back you know, used to it. You know what? Once I start watching enough, uh, you know, once like we're a week into the season, then I'm going to have a pretty spot on. At that point, Great I'm even going to have days, maybe. Once you exactly. see a ball like 600 feet in third deck after Vladdy and you still hear Buck Martinez going, go ball, go ball, get out of here, get out of here. It's gone. Get up, get up. Get up! I'm like, buddy, that ball landed in the fifth deck five seconds ago. What like the fuck are you saying? That, like, isn't the fifth row. Like, or just lasers one. It doesn't even go up. It just goes <laughs> sideways into let's laser point directly into the into the corner. It's like that. It's like that home run he hit against the Rays. Like we were there to see that. Do you remember that, Thomas? It was the game we sat like at the front and we were like fucking oh, with yeah. Kevin Kiermeyer the whole time. Yeah. You remember when Vladdy <laughs> hit that laser into the corner? It got out in like a second. Kiermeyer it's got just... pissed at me. I remember that game because I remember I called well, he... him out. There was this like little blooper that he could have gotten. And then I screamed out, Kevin Pilar would never. And then he just like looked back at me and like waved his hands. And I'm like, oh shit. I actually did. And then right that. after, he had a pretty disgusting catch. I'm like, maybe yeah. that was in retaliation. Still it, want eight nothing. Was. I, I was on his hit list that game, that's for sure. <laughs> I, mean, I want to go to, I can't wait to go to the Jays game with you guys, with you guys this year. Like, I'm so excited because I didn't get to go last year. Like I'm, I'm so so hyped to go to a Jays hey, game. With the I'm boys. already, like, I'm already get, I'm already about to get tickets to opening day. So we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, I'm nice, going. Nice. But I think I have an exam that day. Uh, 
I will waive an exam that day. I don't even care. <laughs> fair, fair. All right. That, that's, but back to the twins. I know you wanted to back talk to about it. It's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah, I don't understand their game plan. I mean, they're gonna be, they're you gonna know, be the worst team in baseball. They're going to be up there for the worst team. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be the worst team. But they're really going for it. They're adding. That's the thing. They're adding. Like, well, they're adding and subtracting it the same time yeah. i don't really get it they have good players um byron buxton if he can play more than 50 games in a year that would be great because he's really freaking good but i don't know like kind of falefa was fine and then you traded him you got you had mitch garver and you traded a really good catcher for gary garver sanchez. To sanchez that's yeah that's quite a downgrade <laughs> and then but here's the weirdest part I think was their trade for um, Sonny Gray. I mean, you trade for Sonny Gray. You actually also get a prospect in return, but I don't remember who he was. In return, in, but you give away Chase Petty, who is 18 years old, throws freaking 101 or something like that. Yeah, he's raw as hell, but like, man, how many 18 year olds throw 101? Like, um, I don't know. The camera's uh, just went on. You know, I don't like what the Twins are doing. I really don't. I really don't. They have some nice players, but I don't see this team even coming close to the White Sox. I can see this team, like, being ahead of the Tigers, sure. Finishing second, I can see it. But, like, I don't know, man. Tigers. I think after they traded Barrios, they kind of just should have stuck with that direction. I don't know. Tigers, I feel like they'll be a better team. They have... They have some good young talents. And then after April, they were actually a decent team. Like they were about a 500 and a little bit better team. After I April. think they'll be better too. I just think if the twins are going to be better than anyone, it might be the Tigers. Even then, I don't think they will be. I don't know. I just don't understand what the twins are doing. And the Tigers do look nice. I got to give them the credits. All right. Let's, let's move away from the twins a bit because there's some other stuff that I kind of want to talk about as well. The Mariners making some big The Seattle Mariners. After their Man. whatever the hell season that was last season, they're actually making some moves to try to, I guess, repeat that. And if I have a look at it right now, I'm trying to remember the deal exactly, but I'm pretty sure they got Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. I forget what they gave up, but those are two super solid bats right there. Winker just had not much from what I saw. Not much. Not much. Let me see. And Suarez, um, he's a He's one of the best power hitters in the league. I He hit like 190 last year or something like that. But normally he's like a 230, 240 kind of guy, and he'll hit mm-hmm. you. He still hit 30 home runs last year, too. Like, I don't think he'll hit – he won't have as bad of an average as he had this year. There's no way. Like, it's tough to fall below the Jansen line. So. Here's the thing. I think it'll be interesting with Seattle because people are forgetting that Seager's retired now. In my opinion, I mean, they're still going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but that is a huge bat to be missing in a lineup. And I don't think they have. Suarez is a solid replacement for Seager. He is. That's true. That's true. But I also don't think they have necessarily the rotation depth to be able to go far enough. They did lose Kikuchi. Um, I just, I don't. I see them as a potential wild card, especially with expanded playoffs. But also, their division got a lot better too. So, and it depends on like who knows what the Astros do with Correa because we don't know where he's going yet. That could change the shape of that division. That what the Angels do for the rest of this offseason could change the outcome of this. Like, there's so many different factors in that AL West. 
that I don't know where Seattle fits into that as of right now. I think Seattle's going to be really good. Like, to be honest with you, so they get Jesse Winker, who is mashes against right-handed hitters in a division that is pretty heavy with right-handed pitchers. So, you know, Jesse Winker is going to go in there, crush against a lot of those pitchers, I think. Wagenio Suarez, I think, I don't even know how you pronounce his first name with all due respect, but Suarez will do well. I mean, defensively, he's pretty useless, but I don't know if they even stick with him defensively. He's pretty... <laughs> Evan, what got... Well, you choked on your water. What happened I choked anyway? on the water. Defensively, he's uh, pretty useless. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> worse he... than being even bad. That's just like, yeah, you're useless. Like, just yeah, engage at that point. Quite literally. He's not that much of a purpose there. And neither does Justin Winker. I didn't even realize he was that bad. Yeah, he's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. I mean, he makes ground ball pitchers look like fucking dog shit. And ground ball pitchers are the pitchers you want to have on your team. So it doesn't help, though, that Jesse Winker is also fucking useless in the defense. So I don't know. They got two dudes who are pure offense, which is all they really needed. I mean, I think this helps them. At the end of the day, you could probably mask Jesse Winker by, you know, sticking him in left and just forgetting about the rest, letting... You're better outfield, like defenders take care of the rest while he goes and gives you a 900 OPS again. I don't know, but this team's well, like, well built now. Their bullpen isn't bad. I think they're getting Ken Giles back, aren't they? So they, sh- I mean, at some point, he has to come back. I mean, they have yeah. Paul Sewald, they have a good rotation. I mean, they have Robbie Ray, like, heading that rotation. I still have Marco Gonzalez. You still have, like, they have some good players. This is a good team. I can. Maybe this is a little bit of a hot take. If things go well, and if they can stay healthy, I can see this team winning like 97, 98 games. I, I guess. I was thinking more like a high 80s, low 90s kind of team, but it could happen. It could Two happen. years from now or three years from now. I think they just need to get a bit older. Let Kalanick develop a little bit more. Like they got their young team. And then that's, they're going to be disgusting. Thing. I think in two or right. three years, then we see, yes, if they play it right. If they play it right, if they let Kellenick develop properly, I think this team could be good two or three years. This year, I can see them as maybe making the one of the new extra playoff spots. But it, again, it depends on how the ALS shakes down because it's going to be a very interesting next few weeks to see how that's going to affect yeah. the shape of the division. Out of all I the agree. divisions, though, it is kind of weak. It is a weak division unless, you know, the Astros add some firepower, but right now the A's they're looking weird. Texas is, I don't know what's still bad. Texas, yeah, Texas is Texas. <laughs> Texas is Texas. We're Everything's just, bigger in Texas, especially their L's, including the contracts. That's for sure. <laughs> contracts oh and God. their L's. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then the Angels, like I think the Angels, Angels will never are be such a weird one. Two best players in the world still can't win more than eighty-five games. Makes well, sense. if Rendon has a better season, I wonder. But they can do well. I don't know. Like they need to do more with their pitching, though. Like they gotta get on it. They've made some moves. They brought in Noah Syndergaard. I think he's gonna be a good reclamation project. Syndergaard they brought in. Yeah, know. he's on the Angels now. Mm-hmm. He yeah. got a pretty. Yeah, he's on the Angels now. Underrated pitcher in Patrick Sandoval. The rest of the rotation's kind of ass, but you need to fix that, right? Like bullpen, they got Aaron Loop. They retained Rysel Iglesias. Let's like, go. <laughs> Aaron Loop, man, my fucking oh, worst that. nightmare 10 years ago. Now he's actually pretty good, I have to say. Give him some respect. So I was surprised the Angels weren't in on Sonny Gray, to be honest. 
Yeah, they should have been. I, thought that I don't know where they're done, fit, though, but because I'm I don't, not, think, I don't like, think they're done. It's weird because this isn't a team that should be done. This is a team with the lineup they have. They need to keep going. They need to keep competitive now. If you're not, if you're like, oh yeah, it's it's so frustrating. Like from just a baseball perspective, I'm like, okay, go all in. Like, what the fuck are you guys waiting for? It's either like you stay winning 80 games, which I don't know why you'd want that, or you go all in and you try to win this division and you take it seriously, or you just gut your shit and start over. But like. Not that middle mending option. Like you need, like this lineup is good. If they stay healthy, it'll be great. Just give them the pitching they need. If they don't do that, I don't see how this team topples Seattle. I don't see how this team topples Houston. They they just can't. But they need to get their shit together. But it's crazy because I'm not seeing their names. I'm not seeing them in anything. No, and I think they should be in on Anibal Sanchez because apparently he received like he had a workout workout this week. He had a really good workout. And I wouldn't be surprised if any pitching trade options out there are out. Like, I don't know why they're not calling Chicago and seeing about Kyle Hendricks, to be honest with yeah. you. Because I think that would be a great pickup. And they're selling right now. Chicago is absolutely selling. I don't, like, they're it's not doing much else. Right so It's a yard sale in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you give them two prospects for Hendricks, like, I don't see why they wouldn't take that at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Marcus Stroman as their new ace, so like... I know, Stroman, he... <laughs> I don't know. Stroman always has... He always has one good year and then one bad year, and it just keeps on going back and forth. I don't, I don't know how he'll do this year, yeah. though. He well, was... I mean, I'm not saying he's a good ace. I'm just saying he's an ace. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love I love Marcus Stroman, by the way. Like, that's, that's just me saying at this stage in his career and with the way the Cubs are going to be this year, like... Yeah, it's going to be a bad team. And it's worth, like you said, a team like the Angels calling in because they need anything. If you have they a team everything. with Kyle Hendricks, Patrick Sandoval, and like Noah Syndergaard heading your rotation, that's not bad. That's not a top rotation by any means, but shit, it gives your lineup a chance to win you games. Like your lineup can't win you games when you're when your pitching staff like sinks you five nothing like right away. Like they just can't. So. If they get their shit together, they can keep it up. Now, I think another storyline coming to the AOS that's interesting is I, we haven't talked about it much because while the Freeman sweepstakes, all the Matt Olson stuff, which we'll get into, all the Kyle Schwarber, yada, yada, yada. What's going on with Carlos Correa, though? Like, apparently, like, Houston's still making a push to retain him, as they should, in my opinion. Um, it's Who knows how it'll go down? Who knows when he'll sign? Who knows where he'll sign? But if they can keep Carlos Correa that team is going to be like winning that division pretty comfortably in my opinion, especially with Seattle. Oh yeah. Seattle might give him a problem, but I don't see Seattle beating a team like Houston with Korea without Korea. I think now you start to kind of have like a head and head kind of race. I really like what Seattle did, but if they keep Korea, man, they're going to be really sick still. They're going to win that division as far as where else he could go though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he turned down a tiger's offer. That was a lot of money. And I don't know where else he'd go. I've seen a lot of teams linked to Carlos Correa, but how many are actually willing to pay that price? Probably not all of them. How much does he want again? It's like forty million or something like that a year. I, I don't know. Probably something close it's a ridiculous to ridiculous amount. Money. It was like I know it was like ten years, probably like four hundred, four hundred fifty million, something like that. Like Seager money almost. Which I don't know how many teams are going to want to pay him like that. I don't know. Yeah. How many teams. Mm, I don't know. I think it went. Um, it kind of. 
it kind of went from like, yeah, he's not coming back to Houston, and now we're like, oh shit, he actually really might stay at Houston. Yeah, after it's all. the the report that he actually is going to go back. But I wanted to quickly. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts about Korea, but we might as well move on to another ALS team while we're on the division. And the biggest trade that happened recently with the Matt Olson going to the Atlanta Braves from the Oakland Athletics. And I'm sorry, Alex Anthopoulos, I love your work, everything you've done for the Atlanta Braves. This trade? It's a little bit of an L. This is a ballsy trade. It's a ballsy trade, but I don't like it for AA, to be honest with you. Like, I know, I think even he regretted it. You could even tell with his, like, not regretted it, but like, he was upset to have to make it. He was very visibly upset even in his press conference afterwards because it means they were going to move on from Freddie Freeman. But it was a deal where I think they honestly, I mean, they have him locked up to eight years now, but they honestly overpaid for him a little bit and giving up your top two prospects pretty much at catcher and in the outfield, like plus two extra pitchers. That that was a lot to pay for Matt Olson, who is a definite downgrade from Freddie Freeman. I don't know if he's actually a definite downgrade. Let me disagree and say he might be better. Here's the thing. Mm. Matt Olson is like five years younger than Freddie Freeman. That Okay, that's true. Know, that's true. The way the way I think Anthopolis looked at it is is he knows Freeman is a great player. But if you sign Olson, it might give you a bigger window when it comes to winning. That's that's my interpretation of it. You get a guy who's pretty much one of the best, you know, gloves down at first base. Like he's six foot five, an absolute vacuum cleaner there. He broke out to be one of the best power hitters in the league last year. He actually didn't hit 220 for the first time in his career. I think he was like a 270, 280 kind of guy, hitting a ton of nukes too. And he, like, even though Freddie, you know, Freddie is really good, but like, I feel like he'll be able to replicate that same amount of production. Plus he's like four or five years younger. I agree. I mean, he just came off a season where he had a 9-11 OPS was one of the hardest hitting like players in all of baseball, walked a lot, doesn't strike out much. He transformed his offensive game a ton, and he was already good. Like, he – let me look at this. 76 percentile in, in, K, in K percentage, 92nd percentile in walk percentage. Like, not only does he get on base, like, by walks, by getting base hits, by getting home runs, he doesn't strike out a lot. Like, this is an elite – not only defensive player, but the way he's molded his game offensively is actually pretty crazy. The way he mashes against like fastballs. I don't know. Like, I think this is actually not a bad trade at all, to be honest. Christian Pache, a great defensive center fielder. That hasn't just, proven he can hit yet, and that can change. It's just but I don't know, man. Like the rest, it's a steep package, but you know, Matt, I think people are forgetting that Matt Olson is that guy. He's really freaking good. And that's I, I saw that contract, and I'm like. You know, $168 million over eight years isn't that terrible, for my opinion, for Matt Olson. I think he's a fantastic player. I don't know if he's going to have a better season. It's very possible, but here's my takeaway on this. They essentially replaced Freddie Freeman with a younger version of himself almost. Uh, yeah, it's as simple cool. as that. They had to pay a steep package, but damn, I don't think it's that horrible at all if you're Atlanta. Like, I, th- I see this team winning that division again now. Yeah, it. it does I think they're better than the New York Mets. Yeah, they, no, everybody's better than the Mets. <laughs> but uh, yeah. although to be fair, the Mets rotation, like Pretty having nice. Scherzer and but they DeGrom. also find a way to screw it up. You know that. 
Oh, I mean, yes, I know that, but like that rotation. They're gonna, not they're as gonna good. have like, the best ERA in baseball, but they're probably gonna score like less than a hundred runs this year. Oh yeah, neither of them are getting run support. Like they're losing every single one of those games, two one or two nothing. Like hundred <laughs> percent. I just think it's funny that like Scherzer's... just that picture of Scherzer and Degrom warming up side by side at a bullpen together. That is like Scherzer's that is legendary like, stuff. That's baseball twelve with a one ten ERA. <laughs> That is baseball porn right there in a picture. Like that is two <laughs> amazing starting pitchers in a bullpen together. Like, oh man, that that is exciting for Mets fans. But also, you have to you have to get um, have to get enough offense. And I mean, this is kind of an interesting segue to. I mean, Pete Alonso had a uh, car crash this week that he somehow walked away from scot free, but also bringing us to a different type of crash. Uh, with Mr. Fernando Tatis and his situation, which he is now oh, out for three months. Yeah, exactly. Which one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now out for three months minimum with wrist surgery after breaking his wrist in apparently a second or potentially more motorcycle accident. And now they finally have said enough to the motorcycle, according to their GM this afternoon. All right. And Pete. I just don't know, man. RIP to I think he should just cycle. become a full cyclist, honestly. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, clearly he's, 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 he's like those like extreme like motorsport events where he's like doing like backflips on a motorcycle and like or he's like poked out his mind jumping over a pool of sharks, something like that. Clearly, he cares about <laughs> it more if he's that dedicated to it. Clearly, he cares about it more. So just go do that then. Forget your uh, three hundred dollar con- a three hundred million dollar contract. Like go <laughs> go to motorcycle, man. You don't need to be healthy. You don't need to risk your like. You don't need to have a safe environment to be in. Just go risk yourself every single yeah, you time. Like, risk your life playing baseball, just motorcycle uh, instead. Exactly. You know, I don't know. Exactly. I can almost, I can almost guarantee those motorcycle crashes happen in the DR. There's no way they didn't. I mean, it's danger. It's a dangerous place. It's a place to drive. It really is. It's just incredibly dangerous. And the fact that Tatis is out here admitting that he gets into multiple car accidents i'm like holy fucking shit if you're a san diego padres fan i'd be really uneasy about that as but like three months so he's gone till june at minimum i mean probably will be back in june but still that's two months of the season just shaved off without your superstar player and like you gotta wonder yeah did this stem from the motorcycle accident because how else did you get injured in the off season when you know like sure you could have maybe this happened during training. I don't know, but like, you know, it seems to make sense that this might have came. This came from the crash, right? I mean, we saw Pete Alonso do with it. He came out okay, but it doesn't seem like you know Tatis really came out okay. Well, this just continues be an interesting. Like this is just this continues an interesting past year for Fernando Tatis, where you have a situation where his defense is so bad, you have to try to move him to the outfield. You get into a fight practically with Manny Machado in the bench who, I don't know, you guys are two of the richest guys in the dugout. You don't really want that from your star players. And the Padres were such a weird team last year. And now it seems like Mm -hmm. Tatis doesn't really care about making sure he's there or like doesn't care if he's risking himself by like mm-hmm. getting into these accidents like it brings into question um just i mean it, it's tough to say this but also it brings into question dedication and commitment in my opinion but it also just continues a weird 
365 days for the Padres and Tatis. Like, I don't know. To be a Padres fan right now, I don't know what you're thinking. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do we react to this in a reasonable manner? Like, <laughs> you laugh and cry and scream at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah, how do how do you Padres react to that fan? appropriately? Like, and even they're gonna get better oh. this year with Clevenger coming back, but. The team's gonna like, be fine, but that is like oh man. not uh, like it's not just like Tommy Pham or some player, God bless yeah. him. But like we're talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. Well, and he even can't to add to, like, like the craziness of the Padres past year. Tommy Pham was stabbed. Tommy Pham was oh, literally yeah. stabbed he was and stabbed. was out for a significant amount of time. Like how crazy of a past year have Padres fans have to deal with with yeah, stars going down team. for the most it's... random reasons. While also watching your team combust and you know go from twenty games over five hundred to yeah. finishing the season with seventy nine wins, like uh, I think they're going to be fine this year. I don't know if they're going to be better than the Giants. That's a toss up. I mean, the Giants. Got a little worse. I mean, Buster Posey retired. Kevin Gosman left. And, but, you know, brings me to a quick little mention of the fact that they signed Carlos Rodon to a pretty solid contract. Two years, 44 mil. The Giants are going to be okay. I mean, they might be really good again. I don't know. They're not winning 100 games again. But they, I could see this team winning up to like 95 games. I, I think they're a really good team still. They did a great job replacing Gosman and Rodon. It is a downgrade. It is comes with a little bit of risk. But, you know, as far as now, I really think we're actually going to see a nice, like, two. Because I think the Dodgers are going to be first, no matter what happens with Freddie Freeman, no matter what happens with whatever free agent they might pick up. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, I think now we actually have a pretty respectable second place race between the Giants and Padres this year that we should be expecting. Especially and we want the teams to be a part of that as much as possible. So, because it's not like the Giants crashed and burned. Like, they're still going to be a good team. They're going to need as much help as they can to beat the Giants. They're going to need as much help as they can to beat the Dodgers. And if freaking Tatis is, I don't know, maybe it wasn't his fault. I don't want to be too cynical. But if he's out there, like, doing backflips on over highways, like, shit, I'd be scared. Recorded at least. Recorded at <laughs> least if you're doing have that. Dash, like, have a fucking dash cam, buddy. Literally. Like, I want to see that if that's happening. Like, if you're hitting <laughs> diggers off the motorcycle, then, like, by all means, do it. <laughs> I want to just see it on video at least, and then <laughs> then I'll forgive the accidents. Just let me see you do backflips off a motorcycle. Like, it'd be so much fun that way. Oh, Tatis, Tatis, Tatis. Interesting fucking like situation going on there. Well, talk about interesting situations. Sorry, I don't know if you were going to cut in there, Thomas. But um, talk about interesting situations. One that was talked about today, uh, going back to the Yankees. Uh, How about Mr. Judge, who was asked today about, uh, because it was announced that all all games at Rogers Center in Toronto, you need to be fully vaccinated to play it. And Judge was asked about that mandate today and basically gave a vague response and basically revealed he's not vaccinated at all going into Mm -hmm. the season. He basically was asked, hey, are you vaccinated? And he said, I'm not really focused on that right now. I'm focused on getting ready for the season, which... Newsflash, buddy, that's kind of getting ready for the season because you can't play uh, in Toronto, nor can you play in New York if you don't you have can't a vaccine. Even play a fucking home. Thank you. Thank you. He's literally going to be another Kyrie Irving. Literally, it's going to be Kyrie Irving all over again. 
and I mean, except for people, but the same situation. <laughs> yeah, like New York like, is lifting their vaccine mandate. I'm not sure if it's going to apply to the teams or not, but I think he should. It has been, to, from what I read earlier today. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So but that's going to suck. I'm fine if Aaron Judge doesn't want to play in Toronto. That's completely fine. Yeah. I mean, it's that's a joke. Okay, yes. By all means, I'm not complaining. By all means, I'm not complaining. I just said it's a very interesting situation if you're a Yankees fan, because, like, I know Bogarts even said, I think it was Bogarts from the Red Sox who said he got vaccinated just so he could play in Toronto because he wasn't going to be allowed to if he didn't. And he got it mm-hmm. over the lockout. Like, if, if Judge is complaining that he's focused on the season, I'm sorry, dude. You just had 100 days where you were doing jack. You were doing jack for 100 days. You could have gotten vaccinated easily by now. Mm-hmm. Like, you were sitting around doing nothing. I don't care if. And, like, what's he going to do now? Miss spring training games after he gets vaccinated? Or is he just going to sit out all Jays and home games? Like, yep. I don't I don't understand uh, what's going to oh. happen. Yeah, sorry, Yankee fans. But until your buddy gets vaccinated, uh, you have no chance of catching the Rays or the Jays. So, yeah, no. without Aaron Judge, everything no. I was talking about. No fucking way. And apparently, like, there's still, yeah. there's still some Red, Zan- uh, Red Sox and Yankees that aren't vaccinated other than Judge, which, like, yeah. who else? I mean, the right? Red Sox like... are one of the least vaccinated teams in the MLB. Yep. Not exactly yep. sure, other than Bogarts, who, like you said, did finally solve his situation. But who knows who else that entails? Like, that could be some really important players on the Red that Sox. That could be Devers. That, that could be Stanton. Like, Stanton, yeah. Devers, Cole, for all we know. Like, there's so many like, big names that know. that could be. Yeah, we don't, we don't know, know until we, we see them not traveling. Yep, we'll just uh, see Garrett Cole not allowed to start in Toronto for this reason. And we're just like, yay! Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Perfect. I want to see. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Sorry. guys, to wrap up this podcast, I kind of want to do a way, way, way too early World Series predictions. Oh, nice. nice. Just way too early, like, because there's so much stuff that still has to go on. And we don't know what season. We don't even know. Wait, what the, quickly, what quickly before that, Thomas, we just have breaking news because this what? is hilarious to me. A, a Hector Gomez is reporting that the Chicago Cubs are hot in pursuit of free agent Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, is hilarious. Oh, imagine the my. Yankees don't get Free Freeman or Rizzo because apparently that's their backup plan right now is Rizzo. And also, yeah. Rizzo returning to the Cubs would be absolutely hilarious. And, I mean, perfect for Cubs fans, because I think that's just works. But also, <laughs> that's pretty funny. So, I hope the Yankees, so, so funny. I hope the Yankees sign no one and their whole stadium burns to a crisp. Same. <laughs> and, that judge, and that judge does not get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. That's no, he won't. But also get vaccinated. But also he, get vaccinated, people. Not, I'm not promoting that. But also, judge, just downfall. That's you get your vaccines, people. If you haven't already. But if fucking Mister Judge wants to be a freedom fighter, then I'm here, and then I'm all here for it. Yeah. If you play for the Red Sox or Yankees, don't. But if you play for anybody else or are anybody else, then please go get your vaccine. <laughs> please. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap up this pod with some, you know, our way, 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 way way too early world series prediction let's start off with you lucas who do you got um listen i don't want to say the jays because in my head but just for the fun of the of the of the video even though i think we're gonna see vladdy sweeping his way through the postseason 12 and 0 baby let's see another good team to watch out for to win the world series atlanta atlanta yeah 
I think Atlanta. Man, that team is still really good. They still have a really sick rotation. Charlie Morton's gross. I don't know. At some point, they might get Mike Soroka back if he can please stop tearing his Achilles. I hope he does well because he's so nasty. Please, you got, please, you got like Ian (laughs) Ian Anderson, like Max Free, the bullpen. They they. By the way, just to bring this up today, they signed Colin McHugh like probably an hour or two ago to a two-year deal. That's yep. really good for their Very bullpen. Look, I'm I'm really impressed with that signing. And the lineup is going to be absolutely gross. Like, yeah, you're not getting Freeman back, but you replaced him with a younger version of himself eventually. I think if you're a Braves fan, you should be happy with what's going on. You're going to get Ronald Acuna doing your back. I think this team's going to go all the way again if it's not going to be Toronto. I really, really see Atlanta being another strong team like maybe better than last year yeah like I my predicted original... it for fun oh sorry you know you go thomas you go you go like my original picks were going to be toronto and atlanta but now i want to switch it up <laughs> i stole your shit <laughs> literally did but it's fine uh honestly it's it's kind of tough to not go with the jays it really isn't like maybe it's mm-hmm. all my jays bias but like we honestly it is but you're also right (laughs) like i could see them you know i do think they're 100 percent making the playoffs this year i oh yeah i have faith that they can make the world series i don't know if they will i feel like they could come up short there's a chance because we just don't have the playoff experience with the team like that's the only reason why i'm not 100 percent in on the jays that's it but i could Honestly, I I kind of I had the White Sox winning it last year. Let's go with the White Sox this year. White Sox versus the Dodgers because the Dodgers always manage to make it to the World Series. So I got White Sox and Dodgers. That's not bad. I mean, especially Luis Robert. Luis oh, yeah. Robert Luis is one going to be one killer player this year. He's going to be a dirty boy. He's going to be really good. What about you, Evan? Who do you have coming See, out on top? Last year, I predicted a rematch of the 1992 World Series. And on ah. the 30th, 30th anniversary of that, uh, coming into 2022, uh, I'm going with the exact same pick last year. I'm going for 30-year anniversary of Braves-Jays World Series. I think it's going to be a thing of beauty. It's going to be shades of the past for so many fans of both teams. Uh, it kind of sucks now because one of our star players got accused of sexual assault, I believe. But, you know, we're moving on from the whole Alomar situation, but still very much a strong history there. And honestly, I see the rematch happening. I said the Braves would do really well, especially with a healthy Mike Soroka last year. He, have, unfortunately, was not healthy, and then they lost Acuna, which even, like, they did well, and they didn't even have their best one of their best players like in Ronald Acuna Jr. So I think they're they're a pretty good chance to make it. But I think if it's not going to be Jays or Braves, I think it all depends on where some of these last guys shake down. Because if Correa goes back to the Astros, I mean, that's still the Astros. That's still a really solid team. Um, And I think if Correa goes back, I think they have a chance to go at least – a little bit deep in the playoffs could be another contender team for sure. And then in the West, I mean, I was trying to think of teams like 
I, I was trying to go through the teams to see. I think that the Dodgers are hard to count out. Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting race between the Giants and uh, Padres for that second position. So I'm going to agree with Thomas that I think Dodgers are going to be the coming out of the West. But I was thinking about teams in the West and just really quickly now that I've given my prediction. Um, what on earth is going on with the team that I completely forgot existed until they seemingly have, because they seemingly have just dropped off the face of the earth. What in the world happened to the Philadelphia Phillies? Um, like, good question. Uh, they suck to the best players. are they? <laughs> Very top heavy. And it looks like they're about to sign Chris Bryant, which I don't know how much that will help. Well, no, apparently uh, Rockies are also in on Chris Bryant. And like, yeah, that's true. It's between them two. They do everything. But I, like, I don't know. They actually need mm-hmm. bozos at the organization. Man, the Phillies they just, just need like, a... they're wasting Bryce Harper. Like, they're just are. And Zach, and Zach Wheeler. And Zach Wheeler. And Aaron Nola. Like, there's so many guys they're just wasting by doing nothing. And Bryce like, Harper. A lot of stuff. Baseball of his career, too. Like, he had the best. Yeah, like. Like, even though it wasn't his MVP season, he had a higher OPS in his MVP season. Like, do you guys see them making a playoff push with even extended playoffs? I don't. Like, I could see it. They just need to, they need to do something other than sign top players and then just, like, because the rest of their team is kind of shit. I mean, like, what, like, do you have three good pitchers? I mean, you have Kyle Gibson too, but I don't give a fuck about Kyle Gibson. Like, your three good starters are, uh, Zach Wheeler, who's amazing. Aaron is fantastic. And Ranger Suarez is really turning into a sick pitcher. Other than that, though, I say, eh, I don't know. Like, that team's probably going to win, like, 84, 85 games. I don't know, man. They're not going to be better than the Mets. They're not going to be better. They're certainly not going to be better than Atlanta. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Braves. I don't know. If they can sign Chris Bryant, that can help. But they need more than just Chris Bryant because Chris Bryant is... A little overrated in my like. Say if they say say if the Phillies just out of nowhere drop like a bombshell and somehow got like Correa, then we'd start talking about them. Now we can talk about yeah, because because there's like they're not even linked to anything. I just don't understand. Like they're not making they're not improved from last year. They're just kind of stagnant, and it's it just doesn't doesn't make much sense to me. But anyways, that was a tangent that I wasn't expecting to go on, but. Yeah, but it's it's true. Philadelphia. We'll see what happens. League's gonna be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see what other moves are made with remaining free agents, remaining trade candidates. I can't wait. So we still have a lot to see, and next time we're on this episode, we're gonna have a lot to update y'all on. Awesome. Yeah, make sure you check out the Extra Innings podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Oh, not Apple Music, or maybe Apple Music. I don't know. Just check us out on all platforms. Make sure you check out. We're pumping out. We're going to be pumping out a ton of articles for baseball season. Me and Lucas will be coming back with power rankings soon. That'll be fun. Woo-hoo. More power rankings, baby. We'll have a I'm lot of good stuff coming too. up. Yeah. We'll have a lot of good stuff coming up. A lot of good coverage. A lot more podcasts for season two. Season two. I'm sticking up two season fingers two. right now. Indicating that season, season two. two. Season two, baby. Let's get um, it. Yeah, everyone who listened, including my dad, probably. <laughs> uh, have a great shout out, day. Shout out Thomas's dad. And hopefully by the next time we make this podcast, Freddie Freeman or Kyle Schwarber or Jose Ramirez or Matt Chapman is a J. That is the dream. 
Anyways, Fingers take crossed. It easy. Take it easy. Take it easy.